You're listening to the Detroit Worldwide Podcast, where we highlight the stories of Native Detroiters that are doing great things in their community and using their impact across the globe. I'm Marquise Taylor. Welcome to the Deep. What up, though? Welcome to another installment of the Detroit Worldwide Podcast. I am Marquise Taylor. And on this week's edition of the podcast, we had the opportunity to sit down with someone that is making their mark in the music and creative space. Joining us on the podcast this week is St. DeAngelis. And in this particular conversation, we discuss the inspiration behind his EP, which is called All Baths A Ritual. It has a variety of artists and creatives throughout this project. We also discuss the amazing work he is doing in the city of Detroit, DeAngelis has been a friend of the podcast for over a year. He connected us with one of our previous guests. Shout out to the homie, Kingdom Chills, and has been a strong advocate for this platform. I also learned that he is a fellow Redford High School graduate. So for the second week in a row, we got yet another Red Dog joining us on the podcast, and it don't get any better than that. Now, all of that being said, you have heard enough from me. So why don't we dive into the discussion that I had with the one and only St. DeAngelis. All right, this is Detroit Worldwide. And today I am joined by a very special guest. This is a dude that I've rocked with for the better part of a year and a half. Today I have the pleasure of connecting with St. DeAngelis. And DeAngelis is going to be talking about all of the amazing work that he is doing. He just released an EP titled All Baths or Ritual. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about just his life in the industry and just the work that he's been doing so my dude DeAngelis thank you so much for joining us on Detroit Worldwide today what up though what up though so as I mentioned DeAngelis and I we connected about a year and a half ago he uh, represented an artist and a previous guest we had on the podcast and shout out to the homie Kingdom Chills so I know how dope you are but I want to familiarize you to our listening audience so why don't you begin by telling them more about yourself and just the work that you're doing? Well, my name is St. DeAngelis. DeAngelis is actually my real name. I'm from Detroit. <laughs> I've lived here for most of my life. Every time I try to leave, I end up coming right back. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just one of those things where I really embrace my Detroitness and everything that we bring to all the industries that we are part of. But, you know, especially music and art and so that's really what i've been moving on the last few years 
that's something that's always been really important to me is a uh, approaching music like fine art and so it's really been a big part of of my experience in supporting creative professionals and it's also become a large part of the information that you know that informs the work that i do as a conceptual artist as a and as a an r and as an essayist things like that, and as a photographer so you know i'm really happy at this point at saint d'angelis to to bring all those things to to create my own art and to collaborate you know basically with with my friends <laughs> and do really cool shit and you know get opportunities to do stuff like this and talk about it i love it sound like a, a renaissance man just all the stuff that you're doing photography music a and r we're gonna try to dive in as much as we can now i know you spoke about you being from detroit but what was your experience like growing up in the d Oh, man. So I was one of those kids that was like, you know, I was born late 80s. And, you know, crack was basically the as far as an enterprise was was basically engineered in Detroit. And so, you know, naturally, you know, I have parents who are recovering addicts and they've gone on to create really good lives for themselves. But, you know, part of my experience growing up was, you know, being really on the spiritual side of things because, you know, that was the thing that, that my parents turned to, you know, in their recovery. But then, you know, also dealing, you know, with real life and, you know, the reality of relapse and, you know, addiction being really the manifestation of a lot of different problems that, you know, that person still has to deal with. And so I think that in a lot of ways, I related to people in that way. But just, you know, as far as my lived experience and how I responded to those things, you know, just, you know, kept it really internal. It's cool, like you see now, but, you know, processed it in a way that, that, that maybe wasn't healthy, but ultimately led me to the work that I do now. Okay. Now, speaking of the work that you do now, that's actually a perfect segue into my question. So in what ways did growing up in the D influence you to want to go into music and also the arts? Oh, man. So, really, at the end of the day, it was super live to hear Detroit shout it out at the end of your favorite song when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Growing up in the 90s, where it was really important for artists to build a personal relationship with the larger radio markets that was supporting their record and ultimately their album sales and then you know, they, they, they touring routes. <laughs> and so that's like, like, I don't think that that's something that people think about a lot of the time that Detroit used to be like a super big radio market. Mm-hmm. And so like, you, I didn't think about it at the time. So, you know, I'm like, you know, nine, 10, but like I grew up to learn that that's why we were here. You know, Detroit hold me down like, whoa, shit like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, shit, just reading the liner notes and, you know, seeing everybody shout out Detroit, you know, that it gave you a special pride, you know, kind of made me, want to move to New York originally because mm-hmm. I didn't realize that we had an industry here. I just thought we had fans. But, you know, you know, that's really where it started for me. Now, you and I first got introduced when you connected me with the homie Kingdom Shells. But I want to talk about your decision to sort of pivot away from representing artists and kind of going into artistry yourself. So what prompted you to make that move? So again, like going back to the 90s and shit, like when I was growing up, the thing was, you know, you was an artist and you had a label. 
start out as an artist as a part of the crew. Then, you know, your crew becomes a label and you're administrating it and y'all get a clothing line and just, you know, on and on and on and on. And so, like, those were things that, you know, were my, you know, were my markers for success. So all of that was to say that it was just something that I always wanted to do anyway. And so it was really just like, the uh, I was always really shy about it though, right? So like, I originally wanted to be a singer. My whole thing, getting into the industry, was to become a singer-songwriter, but, you know, you do your back way in is to learn everything and you like get in where you fit in and so you intern you know i figured out i could write really well and i was really good at conceptualizing and supporting other people and so it kind of you know took me away from being an artist in the way that i originally intended but it, you know it brought me to this opportunity to curate you know this talent that i have really intimate relationship with and have them you know project some ideas that i presented to them in a way that was like really mosaic and collaborative but also really cohesive okay so where did the inspiration come from was there like a singular moment that made you feel like yo i really want to like do the music again or was it just more like something that built up so like so i had just had a really hard time getting people to buy into the idea of music being fine art and it was something that they were scared of I had to, you know, make an example of it, you know, in a really local way because, you know, obviously you got the Nipsey example and the Currency example. And, you know, shout out to my boy Jay Jackson who does a really good job of just like hearing a universe around me, which is like, you know, really the level of art that I'm going for is for it to be an immersive experience. But, you know, just shit like that. Okay. Now, I want to get to your project and we shouted it out at the beginning the name of that. EP is titled All Baths A Ritual. So tell us more about the release of this project and what inspired you to create it. So what inspired me to create it was low-key, right? If you go to my website, sandyangelis.com, you can see the the photo exhibit, Return to Flora, and it's two installments, one and two. And so those are the photo documents of me proposing to my now fiance, uh, Alexis. And it happened over the first weekend in August, and it was like a really beautiful thing, but it almost caused like an argument with us, right? Because it was a surprise thing, so she thought everybody was acting weird. You know, it was just like, it almost turned into a thing, but she was she ended up really being surprised and shocked, right? And so she ran me a bath the following Monday, and it was just like, you know, it felt really cool, man. This is what we do for each other. We run like these really, you know, elaborate baths with oils and salts and shit, and we do our thing. And I was like, yo, grab the camera. And she took some pictures of me, and it's just like this big-ass daisy just floating in the water, and I got a jar, and it's like, like we had the lights off, but it's like the middle of the day, so the sun is just like coming in just right, and the shit looked crispy as fuck. And I was like, yo, this is like, I don't, I have to find a reason to post it because I can't, you know, just be naked, you know? <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram just like thirst trapping this shit right and so that was really like the seed that was planted to get you know all baths our ritual going because that was the phrase that popped in my mind when I looked at the picture okay so the EP itself has four songs it's a nice easy listen a good easy listen I should say but you also have a few collaborators on that project as well. So how did you go about solidifying 
the collaborators and features that you wanted to have on a project and also just who are some of those collaborators as well? Oh man, I'm so I'm really fortunate to have some really talented friends who are really accomplished. And so, you know, just starting there, we got Book Brown and Name Tag Alexander and Bryce Detroit and Brent Blacksmith. And all of these are people who, you know, have consistently released projects over the last 10 years that have been well received, you know, around the world. So I was really grateful to have them a part of the project. But like, these are people that I talk to every day, too. And so it was just like, it was, it was kind of a way for me to flex, you know, and make me feel comfortable because I was kind of nervous. But, you know, also in that spirit, you know, just reaching out to people that I felt being, you know, vulnerable enough to create with. And, you know, that, that, that was really the place that it started. Just, you know, being humble enough to be like, yo, can y'all do this for me, with me? Shout out to JR. Got the hits. Who is yeah, it? Yeah producer for the project and you know that's the that's really like the newest relationship right but like the way that it's progressed is really beautiful man like we we're, we're locked in to do some major things in 2021 and beyond but you know Eric, that's a relationship that really just started out with me you know reaching out to him to ask him about his project and then you know us building from there and then leading to this when i was ready to do this project and i brought it to him he was on board so he brought some, he brought some heat, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And he made, and he made a studio available, you know. So so shout out to Studio Two Twenty One B over in Farndale at Collective Studios, and you know it was just really one of those things, man. Where it, we, we we I was really trying to put it out in a month. That was the whole thing, right? I wanted it to come out on the autumnal equinox, but when that didn't happen, like everybody had their records turned in by then. I was like, all right, we'll drop it on you know, 1221, which was Winter Solstice, because I was really, you know, into trying to line up my art with honoring, you know, some new principles that I have, which is just, you know, honoring the seasons, you know, changing, and you know what that represents, you know, in our material reality. And so that was, that was also all of that went into, you know, creating the project and doing this, this really intimate thing with, with some, with some friends who trusted me. And, you know, I was, I trusted enough to depend on. Man, that's dope. That's dope. And I know it was released in late 2020. You mentioned that it was released around December. And I really rock with the project itself. But I really like the uh, first two songs, I Work Everybody and Hopeful. But beyond, you know, my sort of stamp of approval, <laughs> what's <laughs> been the reception for the project since it's been released? And then also, which song do you feel represents the vision of the entire EP? Oh man, so so like so reception wise, I've been getting a lot of love for like you said, I work everybody, which was the first single from the project. You shout out to Name Tag Alexander, who has a, a song called Conquer dropping this Tuesday on two twenty three. But the other favorite, right, for the crowd and what resonated with really a lot of ladies was the was the book Brown Joint Watch Me Fly, which drops February twenty second on all platforms, and. Um, you know, those two singles, you know, I picked them because, you know, they felt really warm. They felt really accessible to people. And, uh, you know, I was really satisfied to hear, you know, that, you know, I was right in that prediction. Mm. Like I told you, bro, like I really rock with the first two. I mean, I rock with all of them, but the first two stand out to me because I work everybody. It's just it's a mantra for me personally. But then also like your boy did his thing on there. Uh, you said JR got hits. That's mm -hmm. the producer. I mean, he did his thing on 
all of the songs, but I'll work everybody. It's like immediately like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, I, can, <laughs> I can hear you. Super high energy, just the just the way it opens up the project. I think it's like the like if you if you hear the project, it opens up with a minister and an organ stab, and it's it's just like the coolest thing ever. And then he just bars it up for like for however long he does that, and like it's it's something that sticks with you, you know, throughout the rest of the project. And so you know, I really appreciate Name Tag for doing that. And then like you said, for Blacksmith, we're, we're hopeful. That's a song that I really appreciate having the opportunity to to, to be in the studio and, you know, I'd be super hands on with, it, but also, you know, just observe him do his thing and really, you know, watch this song be crafted and, and turn into what it is now. And I think it's one of those things that that really catches up to people <laughs> after a while because he, he packs a lot of shit in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Brent for that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, bro, we are heading into the home stretch and we're going to give you the opportunity to shout out everything that you're doing in just a little bit. But one of my favorite segments on the podcast is about music. In particular, I ask people about music as it relates to Detroit. So you listen to the podcast. And as you know, everybody who comes on Detroit Worldwide, I ask them this following question. If they had to identify a song in their opinion that best represents Detroit, what would that song be? So my dude, DeAngelis, hit me with your song. I'm curious to learn what you got to say. I don't know why, but just like Sweet Love by Anita Baker pops into my head. Mm. Has anybody ever said that? No. 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 <laughs> it's a good one, though, man. It's but, a good one. <laughs> it's just so vibey, bro. I feel like I feel like above anything else, that's the vibe that Detroit be on. Like, in the video, she's, you know, jazzed up at the skating rink. Mm-hmm. Like and you know, she's fucking with Detroit really hard, and I think that's really how we walk out the house every day. Yeah. It's like, like, like we ready to like to show love and receive love. And I think that uh, I think that any conflict really come from you know us not feeling the love. If you want, if you want to know the truth, man, that is a wonderful choice. And for those who are listening to this podcast and are not from Detroit. We love Anita Baker, especially people who grew up in the 80s and 90s. My goodness, she's like synonymous with Detroit sound. I think she was born in Toledo, but was pretty much raised in Detroit. But we just love Anita Baker. So shout out to Anita Baker. I hope that you're listening. <laughs> shout out to Anita Baker. Shout out to, uh, to 92.3 because they just did like a, a whole black history thing on her. And they were talking about how she was born in Toledo. She was orphan. She got adopted. Was group hopping here, just like she's lived like a really like a hell of a life, man. And so it kind of put context, you know, why she's not as <laughs> as warm to the public as people expect her to be. So um, shout out to her for that for holding her ground, just like doing her own thing. Yeah, I love Anita Baker, one of my favorite artists of all time. So, what's next, bro? I know you shouted out. You got some single dropping from the EP, but what's just next for you overall? Because I know beyond music, you into the arts, you in the artist management. Like, what do you got going on? How can we support what you're doing? So, so casually speaking, right? I think Jr. and I are starting a label, and so just really been plotting out what that looks like. And so we've been planning a single release, we've been planning out the, the next collaborative project that we want to do, and so we that's that's coming into focus. And so uh, just really really take in, you know, everything that I've learned between now and the project and 
you know, putting it with some creative ideas that I had already had switched out. Because the cool thing about All Baps High Ritual is that it kicks off a labyrinth of work that's interconnected. And so I'm really looking, you know, to building on that while I'm building with other artists, and helping them, supporting their projects and whatnot. Oh, dope. But whenever you get everything situated, let me know, bro. You know, you can always hit me up. Wish you the best of luck with everything. Speaking of, you know, supporting you, how can people get in contact with you in the social media space? I know you got the official website. I know you got the EP on all platforms, but how can people get in contact with you? I mean, so I really do social media all the time, right? But I just like, I really want to get off of it. Maybe. And for now... <laughs> You guys can catch me on St. D'Angelo's. <laughs> That's S-A-I-N-T-B-E-A-N-G-E-L-U-S on Instagram. And that's also a dot com. So catch me at both of those places. Also follow JR Got The Hits. Follow Agile Society. Follow All The Way Free Records. Follow <laughs> Bryce Detroit. Follow One Bug, Bug Brown. Follow The Blacksmith. Follow Name Tag Alexander. Follow the whole crew. But, you know, really the place to connect with me is the dot com. Also, my phone number is public information. So I'll drop it here 248 210 3026. Hit me up. Look in the word. Really trying to get more into the into the photography and tying it to, you know, how artists tell their story. All right, for sure. We make sure we get all that in the show notes, man. And we definitely make sure we get the website and just where people can stream the song or the EP, I should say. All right, bro. Final question as we wrap up. And before we do, I just wanted to thank you again, bro, because we've been chopping it up for like the last year and a half, man. Just kind of checking in through text, just checking in as brothers, black men. So much appreciated, bro. All love, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. All right, final question I got for you, bro. And that question is simple. What does Detroit mean to you? Oh, man, everything. Like, I really have put a lot of thought into, you know, why I'm me and why I was born here. And, you know, for to have me to have spent as much time, you know, with those things, I feel like Detroit is really central to, you know, to not just me, but to, you know, to how a lot of people experience the world. And so, you know, that's what I bring with me, you know, whenever I step into a situation. Hey, man. Short, sweet, simple, and to the point. <laughs> My boy, St. DeAngelis, check out the EP. Everybody is available on all streaming platforms, all baths, a ritual. Shout out to the homie Kingdom Chills. I see you, bro. And also, if you just like want to have a copy, you can get it from the website. It's free to download there, unless you want to pay some dollars. Otherwise, use the promo code BAD, all caps. All right, for sure, for sure. Well, on behalf of the homie St. DeAngelis, I am Marquise Taylor. This is Detroit Worldwide, and we will both holler at you on the other side. Peace. Loving what you're hearing? Then feel free to leave us feedback. Feedback can be posted online when listening to Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, feel free to leave a review as well. You can also find us on the gram at Detroit Worldwide Podcast and on Twitter at Detroit World Pod. This platform would not exist without your support. I thank you. <laughs>